Hey, you guys! Round two. Ding, ding. Welcome to the Football Goonies Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seplick, the FF Goonie himself. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew, and I'm doing a second episode back to back. That's right, folks. Instead of waiting a day or two, I'm just going to knock out the week two preview early. Uh... Not having all the information, obviously, injury reports, who's going to start, but we're going to get a little wild with it, and I'm going to knock it out now so that the next two days at work, I don't have to uh, try to rush it in before Thursday night football. That's right, I'm here for three days straight, so three and a half actually, but we got called in early. That's all right, though. The show must go on. So we got an exciting show today. Of course, we're still in our uh, new format of no copyright infringement. Always fun. And in today's episode, we're going to be previewing all the matchups from the new Fantastic Empire and Dynasty Presti- Prestige Dynasty Worldwide. There we go. We got there. So the league, let's get in to the second week there we go all right we're gonna start off with the new fantastic empire uh some teams are coming in hoping to redeem themselves some teams are coming in to keep the train rolling and many teams are just hoping to survive uh so the first match up we're gonna start off with is los pollos hermanos versus the sc honkers at the quarterback position, we got Justin Herbert versus Tom Brady. Uh, both of them have plus matchups. I think this is kind of a wash game. Uh, there's a real chance that they try to get the run game going in a match with Atlanta that no one expects Atlanta to even be competitive. So I think Brady's upside's a little more capitalized, whereas Herbert's looking to prove something after that rough game against Washington. Uh, I believe they won. I wasn't even paying attention. But um, they did on the backs of no Ryan Fitzpatrick for pretty much the whole game, if that is the case. And honestly, the Chargers just did not play well as an offense. So they're looking to bounce back. And what better way to do that than against Dallas in a high-flying scoring game? Uh, I give a slight edge to Justin Herbert, but it's not immense. At the running back position, we have Miles Sanders and Chris Carson versus Dalvin Cook and Antonio Gibson. Uh, Sanders coming off a pretty decent game. Carson, okay, but Cook is the best running back here. He proved it last week, and Gibson is quite good, even though he had an okay game, not great game last week. Um, Give me the advantage of Cook and Gibson. I just think they're better players. And although Chris Carson has a good matchup with Tennessee, the Sanders-Frisco one scares me more than the Giants-Gibson one. And, of course, the great equalizer is Dalvin Cook, so advantage there. At the receiver position, we have Tyree Kill and maybe Henry Ruggs, Kenny Galladay, or Elijah Moore. Right now it's Elijah Moore. We'll say Kenny Galladay is the best second option. So Tyreek Hill and Kenny Galladay versus Terry McLaren and Keenan Allen. Uh, Tyreek's obviously the best, but Allen is going to get a ton of those targets from Herbert in a really high-scoring game. Whereas Hill's playing Baltimore, and 
he's just going to do his thing. The big question mark is what do we do with Terry McLaren? Now that Ryan Fitzpatrick's out, uh, I don't think anyone's leaving him for dead with Henneke, but he's definitely capped on his upside. Whereas Galladay had a slow start, but not a horrid game, and he's just getting back into it. Uh, I think those two guys are kind of a wash. I'd give the advantage a little to McLaren, but it's just a question if you think Keenan Allen's going to go bananas or if it's going to be Tyreek Hill. Um, honestly, I think they're pretty neck and neck, and I like McLaren a little better than Galladay. So believe it or not, give me Terry McLaren and and Keenan Allen for the win there. Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey at the tight end destroys Mike Gesicki. Uh, the big gooser himself, so no question there. And then at the flex position, we got Kareem Hunt. And then the big question of Henry Ruggs, Rondell Moore, A.J. Dillon, or Elijah Moore uh, going up against New England. I don't like Elijah a ton. Uh, Ruggs has a hard pit defense. Uh, Rondell's got Minnesota, honestly. It's a toss-up, and it all depends if he thinks he's going to be close or not. If uh, if I'm a betting man, I'm guessing he's going to probably go with... Oh, man, that's a tough decision. Uh, I think he probably sticks with Elijah because I think New York's going to have to pass it, and I think Elijah's going to get a lot more targets than Corey Davis, uh, at least comparatively to last week. I think it's going to even out more because I think Davis is going to be the one that they really target in defense. So uh, look for a mini breakout for Elijah Moore. Uh, either way, though, playing Antonio Brown and Devonta Smith, perhaps Marquise Brown, or sorry, uh, Marvin Jones, perhaps Robbie Anderson, but I would probably assume that it's going to be Devonta Smith and Antonio Brown. And either way, I do like Hunt a little bit, but give me Antonio Brown and Devonta Smith. It's just going to be a question of can the running backs do enough? Can the receivers do enough? He's got the advantage at tight end and a little bit at quarterback. I'm going to go with Los Poyos Hermanos for the win to extend to 2-0 and Brian to drop to 0-2, but it's going to be a real nail-biter close one. Next up, we got Unjur in France versus Team Texas Bear. Uh, at the quarterback position, you got a Rodgers potentially looking to redeem himself. I don't know. Some people are thinking maybe he's just tanking the crap out of the season to get traded. I don't think that's the case, though, because why would you do that? It's going to hurt trade value. You're just going to get stuck there anyways. I think he's going to do a lot better against the Lions defense than he did against New Orleans. But Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. Um, really a chance for Rodgers to potentially be the better quarterback here. But I'm not going to rely on that. I'm just going to stick with Pat Mahomes. At the running back position, we have Josh Jacobs and Miles Gaskin. Maybe Melvin Gordon gets in there uh, for Miles Gaskin. Um, or actually probably for Josh Jacobs because that pit defense. Uh, either way, facing off against Najee Harris and Jonathan Taylor. Advantage Taylor and Harris. Um, Taylor's going to do fine with volume, and I think Harris is going to have a good bounce back game against Vegas. I know I said that Vegas has a surprisingly decent defense, 
but it was their pass defense that was really crucial. Their run defense wasn't the greatest, and I think Najee, they're looking to get Najee going, and I think that that is the recipe for them to win. After a team that just beat the Ravens, they're they're looking to flip the script on, so I think they control it with the run game and defense and short passes to uh, Deontay Johnson, so advantage the running backs there. At the receiver position, we have... A.J. Brown and Michael Pittman versus DeAndre Hopkins and number one receiver Amari Cooper. Uh, there's a chance instead of Pittman, he goes Juju or I guess Ayuk. Um, but all assumptions, it'll be Brown and Pittman. And either way, against Hopkins and uh, Cooper, there's no contest. At the tight end position, no contest is needed, again, between Waller and anyone he's facing. So Darren Waller is obvious advantage there. Um, and then the uh, flex position, that's where it really comes down to. Uh, Calvin Ridley and DJ Chark versus Ayuk and Damian Harris, probably. Uh, there's a chance that maybe Russell Gage gets in a bounce back, but honestly... Or actually, Trey Sermon, because he will be uh, active this game, I would assume. Uh, but either way, it's a question of Ayuk versus Sermon, and then Harris is probably in. Uh, the talent of Ridley and Chark is hard to bet against, but they are facing two very difficult defenses. Uh, I know they both show up as green in the sleep wrap, but that is because Denver got surprisingly thrown on by... Um, Basically, Daniel Jones and Sterling Shepard. And then uh, Tampa went up against Dallas, so their numbers are awful and they're much better defense. Uh, on the other side, though, it's ugly with Harris and either Ayuk or Sermon facing off Philly. I would probably like Ayuk better, but, man, that goose egg is really scary. Um, either way, though, give me advantage the Chark and Ridley side. The question is... Can he overcome the receiver deficit with uh, Waller and his running backs and Pat Mahomes? And I honestly think he does. Um, I think Jacobs is not going to have a good game. I think Gaskin's not going to have a good game. I think that there is too much question mark between Chark and Ridley and Rodgers and Tanyan that the combo of Hopkins and Cooper and probably Ridley is just not going to be enough to basically go up against A.J. Brown, the receivers, Waller, Harris, and Mahomes. So give me that combo and give Axel a move to 2-0 and while Team Texas Bear falls to 0-2. And, and that hurts me to say, people, because I don't want Axel to win ever. Next up, we have Team Chris 19. 14 versus Finkel is Einhorn. Uh, I'm not even sure we have. Let me check. Okay, we do have one game of winners versus winner and loser versus loser. I was starting to think we were seeing a pattern here. Anyways, we have at the quarterback Josh Allen look for, looking for redemption against Miami and Kyler Murray against Minnesota. I think Minnesota is going to put up some points, so give me Kyler Murray on the advantage. Although, I think Josh Allen's got a lot to prove, so I wouldn't count him out. At the running back position, we have a couple opposing running backs and Elliot Eckler playing against each other versus 
Opposing running backs, Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift playing against each other. Very interesting stuff. I never like to play opposing running backs a ton. Um, it's usually not good for one of them, but Aaron Jones and Swift have the better matchups. Zeke and Eckler have the better lines, although Zeke's line's not that great. Uh, actually, Swift has a good line. Basically, Aaron Jones and Zeke have terrible lines. Uh, the question is, which one's going to be a shootout and which one's going to be more reliant on the run game? Um, it's a really tough one, but I think it's going to be a lot more aired out. So believe it or not, I'm going to take Swift and Jones for the win there. Uh, at the receiver position, we have Stefan Diggs and Chris Godwin versus, I guess, Mike Evans and Robert Woods. Uh, Diggs is going to have a big game. I think Godwin's going to have a good game. I don't know what to do with Mike Evans right now. Uh, he might have been cannibalized by a fully healthy, fully trained in the offseason Gronk this year. And his position was, I mean, he made it to 1,000 yards last year, but honestly, it was all about the touchdowns. And if he's not getting the touchdowns, he's just less of a worthwhile player. Uh, Woods... I mean, he looked good, but honestly, this seems to be the cup show. Uh, so give me advantage, Diggs and Godwin there. At the tight end position, it's Noah Fant minus Jerry Judy or TJ Hawkinson against Green Bay. Uh, just give me the volume of Hawkinson. I don't believe much in Fant. And although I don't like Hawkinson's quarterback, uh, Green Bay's defense doesn't scare me, and I think he's going to get a ton of volume, so he is the obvious pick there. At the flex position, we have Julio Jones and Marquise Hollywood-Brown versus Deontay Johnson and Corey Davis. Uh, some notable subs that could happen are T. Higgins, or for, uh, let's start with Chris's team, are Cortland Sutton minus Judy, um, Ronald Jones supposedly starting again, Will Fuller in his first game back, I believe. I thought he was only suspended one game and then uh maybe me cole hardman uh chances are he's gonna roll with the two he's got in there now uh so we'll look at it that way on the other side you got Javante williams james robinson jacob myers and uh t higgins uh my assumption is he's gonna stick with deontay he may put in higgins over davis just because that matchup but honestly he'll probably roll with Corey davis Corey, uh, two-touchdown Davis. Uh, the only other notable uh, option would be, instead of Noah Fant, maybe going Dallas Goddard. Uh, I know Zach Ertz is hurt. I would actually probably go Goddard against San Francisco rather than Fant. Uh, although the Jacksonville matchup is pretty juicy. And then also, he could have a redemption game with Ryan Tannehill uh, against Seattle, but I think he's going to stick with Josh Allen. And either way, uh, this basically comes down to the two receivers and running backs versus everything else advantage-wise. Uh, oh, and in the flex position, I actually like Julio and Marquise better. Marquise, they're going to have to keep up with Kansas City. Julio, I think they're looking to maybe make up for last week. And although I like Deontay, Corey Davis kind of scares me against New England. 
So advantage there. But either way, I'm taking Finkel as Einhorn for the win. I know they're projected for barely over a point difference, but I think the combo of Murray, Jones Swift, and Hawkinson is going to be too much. And although Evans, man, honestly, ooh. Nope, I changed my mind. Team Chris with the upset. Uh, both these teams are going to be 1-1 one and one after this week. And I know Chris will be happy about that after a rough week one. Uh, coming up, speaking of rough week ones, we have uh, Chase versus Team Groovy Drew, both 0-1. Oh um, at the quarterback position, we got Lamar Jackson, running back, versus Russell Wilson in Tennessee. Uh, sorry, at home against Tennessee. Advantage, Russell Wilson. I know Lamar is fantastic, but Casey's defense isn't that horrible. And honestly, I think Lamar just is finally showing his true colors of terrible quarterback play. Um, and I think the running is going to get to him because they are limiting him a little bit until desperation time. And I just like Russ better until uh, his second half implosion. I think he is a fantastic first-half quarterback. At the running back position, it's Chubb and Montgomery versus CEH and Derrick Henry. Um, on face value, it's got to be Chubb and Montgomery just because of Montgomery over Edwards-Hilaire. But that being said, um, Derrick Henry is looking to redeem himself too, and if they're going to be competitive, he is going to have one heck of a game. Um, on the other side, and then on the other end, uh, Houston doesn't scare me. And the big question is, what does CEH do against Baltimore? Well, last year, he put up 15.9 points against him without scoring a touchdown. And I think they're going to look a little more balanced and slow down the game and keep basically Lamar from running all over the place. So it makes it tough because i think henry has a big game i think ch has a decent game and then it just comes down to chubb and montgomery and honestly i think both those teams do it through the ground so give me chubb montgomery even though i just said a bunch of things at the receiver position we have jarvis landry and dk metcalf versus cooper cup fantastic receiver and disappointing justin jefferson um i think they're going to get jefferson going in a shootout game I think Cup is going to do really well in his possession role. And I think Metcalf's going to go bananas. Landry's the big question mark. He does have a plus matchup, but how much are they actually going to need him? And I don't like the fact that he's playing on the same team as Chubb. So give me advantage, mm -hmm. Cup and Jefferson in that. Uh, at the tight end position, it's Kittle after a disappointing week versus Pitts. After a disappointing week, although we haven't really come to expect what we expect from Pitts yet. Because he is a rookie and brand new. Uh, give me Kittle advantage on this. I think he's going to have a much better week. And I think Philly's going to be more competitive early on than Detroit was. So I think he's going to have a great bounce back. So we move to the flex. And how sad is it that Saquon Barkley is our flex decision and we don't feel good about it but him and mike williams are paired up against daryl henderson and mike davis Ugh, that is just gross 
if we wanted to bench Saquon, we could end up with Jamar Chase in there, Jalen Waddle in there, or Brandon Cooks in there. Maybe. I God, honestly, I would probably bench Saquon just because it's a Thursday night game, and I don't know how much I trust his health. Um, I don't trust Jamar. Um, I know he did it this week, but he did it basically on one big catch on a touchdown, and I don't think the defense—I think the defense broke down. Uh, I would honestly roll with Brandon Cooks and the volume he has instead, and stick with Mike Williams in that Dallas game. Uh, on the other side, Mike Davis scares the crap out of me against Tampa. I would not play him. Daryl Henderson scares the crap me against Indy, but I would play him. Uh, I would honestly come in probably with Cole Beasley uh, rather than Devin Singletary to replace Mike Davis. I think he is the better play there. And at the end of the day, I think there's just too much advantage on the running backs, the tight ends, and the quarterback. And without Saquon and Cooks, it makes it really interesting. But give me Groovy Drew for the win. He's going to redeem himself after being not good enough to beat me in week one. Uh, Fantastic performance, though, man, honestly. And then the marquee matchup, of course, is always your, uh, your emperor, the FF emperor. The football goonie himself versus Popeye Sailor Man. The only two undefeated teams playing right now. So, against each other. Everyone else is playing a loser, basically. Um, So, at the quarterback position, we have Dak Prescott versus Jalen Hurts. Uh, Prescott's the obvious advantage, um, and I don't think he has another option, yeah, because Trey Lance is on his team. At the running back position, McCaffrey and Kamara are facing each other. And then uh, Tyson Williams versus Joe Mixon as of right now. Um, So McCaffrey and Williams versus Mixon and Kamara. Uh, Chances are, I would say, Kamara and Mixon have the advantage just because of Mixon's volume versus Tyson's volume. But they're going to have to keep up, and I think he's actually going to get quite a bit of passing work. So this could be more interesting with the fact that I have the best running back in the league. But New Orleans defense is good. Carolina's is not so good. Uh, give me Kamara and Mixon advantage there. At the receiver position, it's Devontae Adams and CeeDee Lamb versus Tyler Lockett and Allen Robinson. Uh, Lamb's got a little tougher matchup, but it's going to be a shootout. I think Adams, I'm going to buy into the narrative that Rodgers isn't just cooked and terrible or hateful. And they're going to have a bounce-back game and just try to scorch earth and make themselves feel better. Um, Robinson, I think he's going to have a much better game compared to those crummy routes. And Tyler Lockett is Tyler Lockett in a potential shootout. Um, Honestly, I think there is a world where Robinson and Lockett outscore Lamb and Adams. And that's slightly crazy to say. But give me a slight advantage on CeeDee Lamb and Adams. Although, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't feel comfortable about it. Um, At the tight end position, we have Tyler Higbee and Mark Andrews. Um, Right up front, you got to say it's probably going to be an Andrews uh, advantage. 
But as I look at last year, um, Andrews was terrible against Kansas City. I think they understand he is their best consistent threat at the receiver position. At least last year he was, and they learned to shut him down. But now they have Sammy Watkins, who they're thoroughly aware of, having he played for them last year. And then um, Marquise is healthy on top of that. Either way, give me Andrews an advantage over Higby, although I wouldn't be surprised if Higby ended up actually outscoring Andrews more to Andrews playing poorly rather than Higby playing amazingly well. And then finally, the uh, the marquee matchup in the flex position with Debo Samuel and Adam Thielen, the people no one want, versus Chase Edmonds and DJ Moore. Uh, chance Visca gets in for Edmonds, but chances are it's going to be Edmonds and Moore. Um, Moore, I don't like much. Edmonds, I do like. But, I mean, come on. Honestly, Adam Thielen and Debo can't go against them right now until proven otherwise. Uh, under consideration for me instead of Debo would be um, Marquez Callaway. I know he screwed the pooch a bit last week, but... Uh, Against Carolina, he's still the focal point. The question is, are they going to have to keep up with Carolina? I don't think they will. So, chances are he's still not a great play. Uh, Edwards, he flashed, but he's not an option. The only other one is Jamal Williams in a revenge game against the team that would not keep him. Uh, He's number, what, like three running back on the week, number four running back on uh, the season so far after week one. There is a chance for him to be to win a big game, but since our matchup is so close, it's not worth it to me. Um, I know they say I have a less than a point advantage, how it sits. Uh, honestly, this this entire match comes down to Tyson Williams, and it's not even close. Um, I think I have the advantage at receiver and flex. He has the, the advantage at, and quarterback, he has the advantage of running back, tight end, and he's pretty close on the receiver end, and honestly, his quarterback could come out and do 100 yards rushing and be super competitive with Dak. So this is all hinges on a narrative that I'm going to buy into that Tyson Williams is going to be less I, I think that they learned their lesson that they laid too much on Trent Cannon and Latavius Murray who just they didn't have the same juice and if they had given Tyson a little more run in the second half they probably could have beat Vegas and they're gonna have to keep up with KC so I could see a lot of outlet passes to Williams going for big chunk plays so give me the win but man I don't feel comfortable about it right now it's making me sweat a little bit and not in a good way, not that there's ever a good way to sweat. So uh, good luck to Popeye Sailorman on the matchup coming up, but I hope you burn in hell and lose. Uh, just kidding on that, except for the lose part. I just didn't know how else to uh, describe my contempt for you this week. And thus concludes the Keeper League, the new Fantastic Empire. Up next, we have Prestige Dynasty Worldwide. Wide, wide, wide. 
Um, first up, we have Team Chris Greenwood versus Do It For Axel, Chris1914. Uh, at the quarterback position, we have Tom Brady and Ryan Tannehill. More than likely, as he has Wentz and Hineke as his other options, not bloody likely. Uh, versus Pat Mahomes and not Ryan Fitzpatrick. So his only option is going to be Tua Taglavola. Tagla, Tago Viola. There we go. We made it. Uh, having Rosen, Drew Locke, and Jacoby Brisket, along with Fitzpatrick, he's got no other options. So it's basically Mahomes and him versus Brady and Tannehill. Uh, Mahomes is definitely the best play here. There's a world where Brady doesn't do much because he doesn't need to do much. There's a world where Tannehill does a lot because he's needed to. But honestly, I don't see Tua doing great job versus Buffalo. And Mahomes is just going to be the big question mark. Give me Brady and Tannehill, but it is so slight, believe me. I think Mahomes outscores Tannehill and Brady by 10 points and makes it really interesting. At the running back position, we have Zeke Elliott and Aaron Jones versus McCaffrey and Henry. Love Jones. Not crazy about Zeke, but he could be decent. But honestly, CMC and Henry, and Henry's going up against Seattle. Give me that all day long. CMC's going to be fantastic. Henry's going to be fantastic. The only question mark is Zeke, so advantage there. At the receiver position, we have Tyreek Hill and Chris Godwin versus Stefan Diggs and Kenny Gall- Julio Jones. We'll say Julio Jones. Um, as much as I like Diggs, as much as I can see Julio be a bounce-back guy, Godwin's going to get decent volume that he may not have a touchdown, but he'll have a good game, and the Tyreek's going to go bananas. So advantage on that end. Uh, Kyle Pitts versus Dallas Godair. I think Pitts is going to get some volume, but he's going to have very low yardage. It's a question if he gets a touchdown or not. And honestly, I think Goddard is a better play there. And then at the flex position, it's Miles Gaskin and Terry McLaren versus Noah Fant and Kenny G. Uh, And that is a sad, sad saxophone. So on the Gaskin-McLaren side, I don't really see a pivot here other than Gronk potentially and Gronk could also go in for Godair uh, and then Cole Beasley and Jamar Chase also Marquez Veldez-Scantling is potential uh, I think he'll probably go with the safety net of McLaren and Gaskin as he is uh, looking pretty stout across the board otherwise and on the other side it's Noah Fant and Kenny G and I think i would personally go with needing the upside so i go with tyson williams over one of those two um other than that i don't know if i could have the stomach to go henry ruggs or viscous chenault so i would honestly go tyson over Man, honestly, probably Kenny G. I just I don't know if I could trust him at this point, and I don't love Fant, but he might be the best, healthiest option as they're still rolling uh, Cortland Sutton back into it. Uh, either way, though, I don't think it's going to be enough. I think Greenwood's going to move to two and or two and two or one and three, 
getting at least the win and probably the extra point on top of that and then uh chris is gonna fall to oh and four uh next up we have defending champion fearless red versus ga dogs for life both coming in at two and oh we got russell wilson we got jalen hurts <laughs> we got baker mayfield and teddy bridgewater disgusting um Honestly, though, the only other option is Trevor Lawrence and Andy Dalton. And I hate... Hold up one second. Nope, not me. Thank goodness, did not want to make that call. Wanted to sit here with you guys and talk about fantasy football. So, uh, let's get back to uh, Mr. Schultz's trash team. Uh... <laughs> Baker Mayfield's got Houston, so I'd play him over Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has Jacksonville. I would probably play him over Dalton, although it is juicy to want to play Dalton against Cincinnati. No joke, it is super juicy. But you don't know if he's going to be in the whole game or what the deal is, so you kind of got to go with the guys that got you there so far. Uh, either way, though, Russell Wilson and that Baker Mayfield Houston matchup are the advantage. At the running back position, we have Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift versus. Oh, sorry. They keep screwing me up, not putting their best plays other places. We got Jonathan Taylor and Dalvin Cook, or DeAndre Swift and Dalvin Cook. But either way, it's Dalvin Cook and let's just say Jonathan Taylor versus. <laughs> That's right, Ronald Jones and Devin Singletary. Disgusting, terrible, don't want anything to do with it. Obviously, it's Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor. At the receiver position, we got CeeDee Lamb and DeAndre Hopkins. So basically, DeAndre Hopkins and DeAndre Hopkins versus DK Metcalf and Cooper Cup. This one is disgustingly hard to figure out. Uh, I like Hopkins the best, but man... Metcalf's going to have a big game. Cup's probably going to have a big game. And Lamb's going to probably have a big game. Let's just call this one a wash because I don't want to make hard decisions. Um, George Kittle versus Logan Thomas. Uh, Logan Thomas did it last year without Ryan Fitzpatrick and pretty much not a lot of options, i.e. Curtis Samuel. Uh, but that being said, come on. It's George Kittle all the way. Uh, Thomas could be the play better, but no one's going to bet on that. Uh, next up, we have at the flex position, DeAndre Swift and Mike Evans versus Antonio Brown and Jalen Waddle. Scrolling down to see if there's anyone we'd want to play over Mike Evans. You got Chase Edmonds. Calvin Ridley. Mike Williams. And Mark Andrews. Um... Honestly, I don't trust Evans, even in that Atlanta matchup that's juicy, just because I don't know if they'll push him. I think Mike Williams is actually a safer pick going against Dallas. I think that Calvin Ridley is obviously a safer pick, just knowing that he is the only real target, and he is good, so hopefully they can get it figured out. Uh, but either way, Schultz has the advantage, so it doesn't really matter who he's going to put in, because... Antonio Brown has just as likelihood of not doing great, but 
probably going to do better. And then Waddle is just a huge question mark. And honestly, he doesn't have much better options outside of those two guys. And at the end of the day, the running back, obviously, at the run at the quarterback, obviously, uh, pretty much the only thing that's happening here is the receivers are awash and this fake turd or this golden turd of GA Dogs for Life is going to fall to 2-2 two and two as he is going to get demolished and crushed by, unfortunately it hurts me to say, a fantastic team with the uh, Fearless Red. At the next matchup, we got Team Groovy Drew coming off a 2-0 win, not embarrassing himself in the Dynasty League, versus the Untouchables at 0-2, losing to yours truly. At the quarterback position, it's Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow versus Jared Groff and Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe Daniel Jones. Either way, he's not going to need James Winston or Derek Carr to destroy at the quarterback position because Kyler's going to do it for him. At the running back position, it's Nick Chubb and Damian Harris versus Austin Eckler and Chris Carson. Uh, even though I think Chubb is the best play here, I'm a little questioning Damian Harris. Uh, he could easily get back in the doghouse after fumbling away the game for New England last week. And Carson's going to be competitive. Eckler's going to be competitive. Give me a slight advantage on that. And... At the receiver position, it's Chase Claypool and T. Higgins versus Thielen and Woods. Um, I like Claypool's matchup, honestly, as a big receiver. Look what Darren Waller did. Uh, Sorry, not Darren Waller. um, Sammy Watkins did. Uh, T. Higgins, I like his matchup. I think he's a fine play, but it's just a question mark of who else is going to get the ball. And there's plenty of options with Boyd, Mixon, and... uh, and chafes so obviously we gotta go with the uh thiel and woods combo they're obviously the better play here um but that's pretty much where it stops because hawkinson's the better play at tight end um even though he did halfway decent the cooks ingram combo for houston i don't care who they're playing against i just don't want any part of that i think cooks is fine i think ingram's terrible uh juju and devonta smith is the current option as i cycle through real quick just to see who else it could be without michael gallup basically it's a dart throw with christian kirk and maybe donovan peoples jones or johnny smith so go ahead and stick with probably juju and devonta smith but it's not really going to matter at advantage at quarterback tight end and it it basically comes down to the quarterbacks and tight ends. He's going to end up pulling the win, even though there's a couple guys I don't like. And Groovy Drew is going to move to at least three and one. Next up, we have uh, my name is Chris Clay's team versus Bob the Rebuilder. Now Clay's team is not set as he has Raheem Mostert in right now as i said we're getting it early and he has a tendency to mess with me anyways uh but starting at the quarterback position we have matt stafford and kirk cousin versus lamar jackson and aaron Rodgers. interesting stuff 
Cousins, Stafford were last week's darlings, whereas Lamar was not great and Rodgers was a giant turd for R.I.P. Norm McDonald, if you haven't heard that, by the way. The man was a comedy genius, and I was so sad of the news today. And Turd Turd Ferguson himself, uh, that's a shout-out to Celebrity Jeopardy on um, Saturday Night Live. Um, That's what Aaron Rodgers was. He was a huge Turd Ferg. And uh, he's going to bounce back. I think Lamar's going to have to stay competitive. And believe it or not, it doesn't matter because Kirk Cousins is going to also have to stay competitive. Matt Stafford is going to dominate with efficient touchdowns. And I think they are going to be better than Rodgers and Jackson, but not by a ton. Um, That's just how I feel. Sorry, not sorry. At the running back position, we have Joe Mixon, and I'm going to have to search because, as I said, Raheem Mostert. Our options are Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson, Trey Sermon. One second. We got another call. Could be us. Don't worry, folks. It was not us. Thank goodness. I don't believe, unless all the boxes are out right now. Uh, Sorry for the pause. So, as I say, Miles Sanders, um, Daryl Henderson, David Montgomery, Trey Sermon. I would probably bet on the safety of David Montgomery. Uh, Sanders is sexy, but San Francisco, I know they did not do great against the Lions with the, uh, the defense, but... I think they're going to do a little better, and David Montgomery against Cincinnati is definitely the safe play. So let's call it David Montgomery and Joe Mixon versus Nasha Harris, and it looks like Mike Davis. Ugh, can't believe I'm saying that, but yes, it is Mike Davis. So obviously, let's go with Joe Mixon and David Montgomery over Nasha and Mike Davis. At the receiver position, it's A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson versus Robbie Anderson and Darius Slayton, again, no analysis necessary. Here is where the analysis gets necessary. At the tight end position, it is Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. That is a matchup for the ages, the two best tight ends in the league right now. And as I look back at Kelsey, he did not do great against Baltimore last year, but he didn't do horrible. It was 11.7 points last year against Baltimore. Whereas Darren Waller, I don't think he's ever played Pittsburgh on this team. Let's see. Not last year. Not in 2019. And it's not worth going back further than that. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Travis Kelsey. He's the advantage. He's always the advantage. But... I don't think it's crazy to think Darren Waller outscores him. I think he is going to have more targets than Kelsey. I think he is going to have a similar game script as Kelsey in a different way. I think that it's going to be a defensive battle and they're going to have chunk yards. And he's going to be the guy to do it. Whereas I think it's going to be more of an offensive battle. And they're going to have chunk yards. And he's one of the two guys that can do it with Kelsey. So call me crazy. I'm going to give advantage Kelsey just so that... Uh, Dan has someone to root for and feel good about because his team looks awful as, uh, as a rebuild right now. 
Uh, he's working on it. Don't worry, guys. But uh, I could see Darren Waller actually being an advantage. And then, obviously, at the end, we have Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett versus Watkins and Fournette. We all know that Clay has about three other options, the receiver and or five other options, the receiver and running back position that he could slide in there for Lockett or Allen. Doesn't really matter. Either way, Clay wins, Bob rebuilds, and life goes on. Now, here's the big one. Obviously, any game that I'm in is a big one, uh, just because I'm so amazing. But it's me and Team Texas Bear battling Houston. And I haven't even looked at it yet, but I'm projected to be a clear-cut winner. Let's see if they know what they're talking about. So, at the quarterback position, advantage Team Texas Bear. I'd already talked about Josh Allen's bounce back. I already talked about Herbert's bounce back. And although Prescott is amazing... Big Ben and Zach Wilson are what is making me question life since I don't have Deshaun Watson right now. Uh, I'm obviously, even though I had a disappointing week, going to go with Big Ben. I think there are more points to be had than playing against New England's defense. So give me Big Ben against Vegas. And either way, Texas Bear has the advantage there. At the running back position, we have Saquon Barkley and Kareem Hunt. Versus Antonio Gibson and Alvin Kamara as of right now. I have a couple options with uh, Josh Jacobs, CEH. I don't think I'm going to run him in any kind of flex spot. So there's a chance they can get in for Gibson. But honestly, this is probably where I'm going. And either way, Saquon's hampered. Even though he's going to have to start him. So give me Kamara in a good matchup against Carolina. And Gibson against the Giants. At the receiver position, we have Deontay John... Or sorry... Mari Cooper and Devontae Adams versus DJ Moore and Jarvis Landry. Um, Landry's got a good matchup, but honestly, come on. Adams and Cooper, there's no question about it. At the tight end position, um, honestly, this is a toss-up between Higgins and Kosicki. I want to say Kosicki has a bounce back, but after that goose egg, uh, Higby is definitely the safer bet for assured points and Gesicki is definitely the higher upside although I don't think his upside is grossly higher than Higby's so uh we call it a wash there although I'm probably gonna end up with more points just because I don't trust Gesicki uh at the flex position I got Deontay Johnson and Debo Samuel in as of right now going up against James Robinson and obviously Judy is going to end is on IR so it's either going to be Melvin Gordon Javante Williams probably Melvin Gordon between those two or uh, Tyler Boyd is his only other option um, my guess is after last week he's going to go Melvin Gordon Melvin Gordon's got a great matchup with Jacksonville uh, it's the way I would go at least and him and Robinson, I don't see how they keep up with Deontay and Samuel. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I could sub Deontay or Sam Debo. Uh, obviously, I have Josh Jacobs. I have, um, sorry, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Jones, uh, Tim Patrick, even Sterling Shepard. I really want to play Sterling. I really want to play CEH. But I'm probably going to go for the guaranteed volume that Debo and Deontay are going to provide me. So, uh, either way, 
the obvious pick here is I'm going to win, although he has the quarterback advantage. At the running back, receiver, and flex, I am the the clear-cut advantage. And uh, assuming I don't have another disastrous week, I should end up at 4-0 and and continue my reign of terror on this league and this podcast because you have to deal with listening to me. But that's because no one else does podcasts and no one else better do a podcast because obviously I'm having too much fun here. Um, so that is the show for the preview for week two. Uh, write down the picks. Uh, again, like I mentioned last episode, I am looking for a new show name. Come at me with any kind of options that you think would be a good idea. Copyright infringement is not looked kindly on, so please keep them as original as possible. Uh, on top of that, I think we're going to maybe next week try to sneak in either on a recap episode or a preview episode. A uh, guest, maybe even on both. Who knows? Uh, we did it last year. It was a great success. I had a lot of fun, and I'm going to try to cycle through guys that I haven't had yet. And I'm going to revisit a couple of the guys that we did do a show together because I thought a couple of us really clicked real well and it worked. So uh, let's keep it going. It's always fun. Plus, I enjoy uh, bouncing off someone rather than just drone on. It's harder to come up with jokes and have a good time on this and be funny when I don't have anyone here to really react with or talk to. So um, although I do love talking to you guys. So thanks for downloading. And remember, as always, Goonies never say die.